So that's against the rules, and you can't sit with us. Whatever. Those rules aren't real. Good day, mama. Seems to take a step out. Get some in now. Let's go edge out. Put some ice broken. Hey everybody and welcome back to Girl Code Media Podcast. I have a very, very special guest with me today um, and I am so excited because she's my first solo episode because it was only right. Give it up for my mother. Woo! <laughs> so for me, um, especially in a community, I get praised a lot for basically just who I am and what I stand up for. But I think it's important for the world and my community to know that I'm just a fruit off of her tree. So I wanted you guys um, to kind of just see kind of how I was raised a little bit just in a short segment. Um, and really just highlight my mom because she definitely inspired some of the Girl Code book, majority of it. Okay, so welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having I'm me. I'm so excited. Um so, one, I know who you are, but tell the world, who are you? Who is Regina? Well, I was born and raised in New York. Mm -hmm. I am the youngest of eight children. I am a mother. I'm yes. very proud to be a mother, um, you being my firstborn. And then I have another daughter um, who is 26, married with my first grand gift. Yay! By profession, I am a social worker. Mm -hmm. I have a undergraduate degree in psychology with a minor in business, mm. and I have a master's in social work. And I just love to help people. Oh, that's right. It's giving that girl. But yes, um, I grew up always seeing my mom help people. I've been in that role, basically, just volunteering as a child, just watching her. So I'm really just a product of her and the work that she does. So that's what you do. That's the title. But what's your girl code profile? Like, who are you without the titles? Mm -hmm. I'm a very fun, loving person. <laughs> um, some people consider me the life of the party. I, I love to laugh. <laughs> I love to have fun. I love to travel. I love meeting people. Um, again, I love helping and um, I just, I, I really enjoy life. So I like to embrace life uh, to the fullest. Yeah, yeah. Um, the first girl code I think was really fitting for you because you definitely set that foundation for us. And I think you can't do anything without this. So the girl code that we're gonna focus on that my mom's gonna be speaking on is the girl code number one in the yourself chapter and it's love self god and others which again this is her profession um and for me it's like you mastered this rule um and also guys just a disclaimer the second rule is keep god first so you know before we talk about the order but just in general love yourself god and others so one, I know you agree with this rule, but I got to ask, do you agree with this rule and why? I do agree with it. Mm -hmm. um, first, to me, God is the core and the center of every everything. And it has become so cliche when people say God is love, God is love, he love you. Mm -hmm. But when we really understand 
that God love us unconditionally, that there's nothing that we can do that will stop God from loving us. And as we develop a relationship with him, it helps us to love ourselves. Yeah. It helps us to um, know that God wants us to, to love ourselves the way he see us. Mm-hmm. So we have to be forgiven of ourselves. When we fall short, you know, he don't want us to beat our, you know, beat ourselves up yeah. over uh, a shortcoming. Yeah. He wants us to ask for forgiveness, get back up mm-hmm. and keep on going. Um, it's important that we learn who we are. And for me, because I'm a godly woman, um, it's important for me to um, understand the characteristics of Christ and to see people. And that's when we move into loving others the way, you know, uh, God sees them. So when we really love God, have a relationship with him, we love ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. and that, uh, some people... Um, Again, a lot of people, I love myself, I love myself, but when the tests come, when the trials come, when, you, when relationships break up, um, they realize, do I really love myself? Yeah, because I'm down on myself, mm-hmm. I'm depressed, I'm, I've fallen and can't get up. Um, and it could, it could be very hard, you know, for some people, but mm-hmm. you have to have grace, mm-hmm. you know, and then you can extend that to other people. So what I learned years ago that the Lord really showed me is to love, to see people the way I see them, to see them the way I see them, you know, and if God's, you know, he already called us a winner, then Mm -hmm. we can call others a winner. Um, If God, you know, says, you know, be merciful, we can be merciful and forgiven, you know, toward others. So the first thing for me is, and I agree with that girl code number one, is having a relationship with God and mm-hmm. really loving um, who he is mm-hmm. and understanding that, you know, he loves us unconditionally, mm-hmm. unconditionally for God. So love the world that he gave and we extend that giving, you know, to others mm-hmm. as well. And again, you have to give yourself that grace, you know, when you understand God's word and you know who he is then you can love yourself and then you truly you know can love others yeah yeah i think that's so true because i feel like when i realized i didn't love myself enough i had to look in the bible and see what god said about me yes because i feel like you can't even you have to know yourself to even love yourself Mm -hmm. i feel like it's kind of impossible to even know who you are um without knowing god because he's the inventor. Like, you don't know how to work a, you know, computer or whatever the case was, case is without looking at the instruction manual. The Bible is that instruction manual. Yes. It is the foundation. So I know in my journey, like, understanding God and his character and what he says about me helps me love myself more. So yes. I, I definitely could agree with that. And the Bible, you know, is our blueprint. It is. And it gives us ultimate. our it's the girl ultimate. code, boy code, whatever. It is the <laughs> ultimate. It gives us our identity. Yeah. We mm-hmm. know who we are in Christ. You know, we learn. We know his characteristics. It defines who we are. It shapes our behavior and our mm-hmm. belief system. Um, so it it is important to have a relationship and to understand, you know, and how do you know is to get into that word. Like you said, you have to 
get into God's word and mm. see what he says about you. He said we are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, so when you look in a mirror, it's not to brag or boast. It's to understand I was created in his image. Mm -hmm. I am fearfully and I'm wonderfully made. Um, and, you know, and sometimes you have to just say it, repeat it until you can convince yourself of mm -hmm. his word yeah. until it get in you. Um, and then you can give that out to others. You can't give others what you don't have. Mm -hmm. So when you understand God's love, mm -hmm and embracing his love mm -hmm. and embracing yourself and others it just makes the difference and i see a lot of people who and it might not be true love it could be a lot of codependency but i do see a lot of people who i feel like may not love themselves but they they do so much for others and making sure um their friends or romantic relationships or whatever they want to make sure that that person know that they love them mm -hmm. so they just overdo 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 and i'm like i just be sitting here like you know what is it possible to love others without loving yourself mm -hmm. or is that just codependency and an attachment style or whatever because i do see a lot of that a lot of girls um and women who don't love themselves but they are you know so quick to try to love others mm -hmm. and their identity is based off um that basically mm -hmm. Well, one of the things I learned in my profession a long time ago, years mm -hmm. ago, and I've been um, in the field of social work for about 35 years, and the one thing I learned immediately is that if, and I always share this with you and Chantel, mm -hmm. if helping you is going to hurt me, yeah. then I can't help you. Yeah. And that's true love. That's loving yourself, you know. Mm -hmm. And when people um, give so much of themselves till they lose themselves, you know, then they're hurting themselves. Mm -hmm. And and that's not that's not yeah. love for self. Yeah. So that has been a philosophy of mine I adopted years ago. If helping you is going to hurt me, mm -hmm. then I can't do it. If you ask me, you know, to borrow money and I have bills, but I give you that money because I want to show you I love you. But the next day I might get evicted and I don't have no food on my table to feed my kids. Something is wrong with that. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. have to love, you know, yourself. And one thing about God, he doesn't require us to give what we don't have. Mm -hmm. And that's understanding the characteristics. If God does not require us to give what we don't have, mm -hmm. then why should we give to others what we don't have? Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, so that's it's, it's just really important. Yeah. Um, and my question to you is, because I mean, you're so knowledgeable about all this now, because, you know, I do think the more you live, that God, you know, keeps waking you up in the morning, that's more experience you have. But um, can you think of a time where you may have not loved yourself enough or you didn't love others enough or it might, you know, might even be God. Um, can you go back to experience um, that didn't serve this rule? That, like when you didn't follow girl code? Yes. Um, there was a time and, um, and I, I will say this when I got saved, I was 13 years old mm -hmm. and um, I, you know, my background, my father was a Muslim. My mother is a Baptist. And they didn't force us to go to church. So it was my older sister who led me to Christ. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so when I got saved and learning my identity, of course, you, you're going through changes. You know, you, you're you not the person you used to be and you're trying to, you know, figure out this lifestyle in Christ to be this good Christian. And um, there was a term that I don't hear too many people saying today, but when a believer got saved, you know, they would say, oh, you know, that person is saved, you know. Uh, you can't do this. You can't do that. And put people put labels on you. Mm-hmm. And one of the things um, I learned from the religious community is that if you were saved, you know, you always have to be a blessing, you know, to others mm-hmm. and self-sacrifice yourself to be a blessing. This is what God mm-hmm. wants you to do. So um, I was a teenager and there was uh, a young lady in the church. She was a single parent. She had two children and um, I was in school, but she always would ask me to babysit and Mm -hmm. I feel I had to say yes I had to Mm -hmm. babysit her children and you know what there was times I just didn't want to do it Mm -hmm. but I felt I'm saved I gotta do it I gotta be a blessing you know and um I had a conversation with a wise person and they said Regina say no yeah just say no and feel good about saying no yeah and you know why are you guilt tripping basically mm-hmm. off of that? And I'm thinking, well, you know, it's not like I have anything else to do, but maybe I just want to relax. Maybe I just don't want to mm-hmm. babysit. And she said, say no. And I started saying no. And I started loving myself by saying no. So mm-hmm. I found out it's okay to say no yeah. and still and be okay with saying no. Yeah. And that was very important in loving myself. I have to say no Yeah. sometimes because when you don't, First of all, the Bible says he loves a cheerful giver. So if you're giving of yourself grudgingly <laughs> and you don't want to be in that position, then you're not, you're not doing it <laughs> unto the Lord. Yeah, You know, you're not being cheerful. You're not doing it with the right attitude, you know. And what good, it wasn't benefiting me to go to someone's house to babysit the kids and I didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I was babysitting my first nephew when I was 11, 12 years old, you know, I had nieces and nephews. I mean, I was good at what I did, but mm-hmm. sometimes I don't want to deal with people, children, and they don't yeah. have to be baby kids. I just wanted to go home from school, do my homework and relax. Not, yeah. oh, an hour I got to get up and watch somebody's children. Yeah. So I had to learn to say no. And that's loving myself. Sometimes you just have to say no. Yeah, it's hard to balance that. So I think, you know, um, growing up in church, that is definitely the idea I had about it. Like, even like when charging for my services, it's like I'm just trying to be a blessing. I'm trying to be a blessing. But at the end of the day, the reality is I got to eat. You know, I have to. So there's a lot of things I feel like a lot of people are trying to uh, figure out the balance of. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I apologize for that. Okay. Y'all, if y'all not watching, she just spilled her water. It's my mom, y'all. <laughs> but so I see um, a lot of time. I forgot what I was <laughs> talking about. But to get to the point here, what would you say for the people who are opposite, though, who are not cheerful givers by nature? Because I feel like, you know, we were blessed to be a blessing. We grew up in church. Um, that's just a standard. That's how we treat people. But there are people who are just so desensitized, especially in this world and this generation today. They are so desensitized. And it's hard for them to, like, put others, um, not put others first, but the Bible does say love your neighbor, period. 
So it's hard for them to do that. They have become, I'm not going to say self-love is toxic, but if that's your answer to everything, it's like a balance that has to be there. You still have to do unto others. I think even in the Bible, he was talking about that. Like if you see somebody suffering and you just walk past them and you're able to help them, you know, that's low-key a sin too. Like that's not something you're supposed to do. So for the people who have a hard time giving um, just in general or loving others, what would you tell them? Well, there is a scripture that, um, you know, speaks to what you're you're referring to. And it says, therefore, if you have an opportunity, do good to others, especially those of the household of faith. Mm -hmm. um, again, if you are in a position to help, if you're in a position to give, do it. And whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. Don't seek a reward. And the Bible says what you do in secret, he will reward openly. So if I want to bless someone with, you know, some groceries, it's my responsibility because I want to do good and I know there's a need and I'm in a position to give and to buy groceries someone for someone, I will do it and I will take it to them. Mm -hmm. um, again, if it's a situation where I can't afford to do so and it's going to hurt me, then I just can't do it. Mm -hmm. Again, God is not going to ask us and require us to do something that we don't have. Mm -hmm. um, so I always say, examine yourself and check yourself. Are you doing this to be seen? Are you, you doing this for a clap? Mm -hmm. Are you doing this so the person who you're blessing, you know, can tell everybody? You know, you have to check your motives and your intent. And when you do something as unto the Lord, you do it with a, with a glad heart, with being cheerful about doing it, knowing that God is going to reward you. You know, he's going to reward you. And and that's the joy I get even in my profession. People say, well, don't you get tired of helping people? It seems like they could, you know, help themselves mm -hmm. and they always in, you know, crisis and different situations. Well, for me, helping is something that I just enjoy doing and that I love to do. I mean, I've been known on on um, my job to be the resource queen because I will mm -hmm. find a solution. I will find mm -hmm. the answers. I will, you know, uh, dig deep until there's a solution. Um, and then I share those resources. So that brings my heart joy and gladness. Mm -hmm. um, if a person is giving and their heart is not in it, um, they're complaining about it, don't give it. If you're not, you know, um, if you can't freely and willingly share and give whatever it is, even your service, and you're going to complain and you're, you're mad about it, mm -hmm. you're not doing it in the right spirit anyway. So just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Oh, that is some really good stuff. It's so funny because um, I noticed this in my lifetime. I see people who don't have much they seem like uh when i was when i was a waitress i should say when i was a waitress the people who tip me the most are the people who are just average joes but the people who like had the real money they were i guess rich they were the ones it is so funny we used to always talk about this um just all the waitresses they were the ones who gave you like a dollar wow it was just such a shock to me like you have it to give but you don't but the people who i'm sure have a nine to five you know came in with some regular clothes they're not in the um 
the rich area that um, they had, like, they were just regular Joes. They're the ones who give the most. I just always thought that was just, I still can't wrap my head around that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure not everybody who's rich uh, thinks that way, but it seems like the ones who don't have too much to give, we're always willing to give it. And I wonder if, we, if it's because... Our work ethic, people who are just the middle class, we know how hard it is to work and we value people who are, you know, serving us because we know what it means to serve. Um, so I just always wonder, like, what that was about because I definitely see people who are able to give. They give the least. Well, I mean, it just depends. That's not my experience. Um, mm. You know, I know some people that have money that's very generous, you know, in their mm -hmm. giving. Um, I think it's really people give to what they value. That's why a lot of people that have wealth, mm -hmm. you know, they donate to charities. They donate to, you know, children's hospitals, um, kidney foundations, things that they, you know, really believe in. It may not be an individual. And in most cases, wealthy people, that's where they're going to leave their monies, you know, some to their families, but into organizations and charities that they really believe in. So mm -hmm. on, um, you know, a local level, yeah, they may not, some of them may not, you know, um, tip like, you know, the average Joe, but, you know, it's just what people value, what people and, what, value. and what they believe in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I tip and I've been tipping for years above you know 20% or above and um, you know what honestly if service is not that great because I just try to put myself in that person's you know uh, you know in, in their uh, footsteps and like oh, well maybe they is having a bad day but for me I, I tip because most of the time they're not making the salary Mm -hmm. You know, and and they depend on those tips. So, you know, I try to do it. And yeah, I yeah believe, you taught us that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I haven't uh, had that job in like what, four or five years. But I remember we used to always talk about that because like the girls would train me and they was like, look, that's the rich area right there. And yeah, they don't tip, but they're right. going to ask for so much. And they do. Mm -hmm. Like they want you to fill their drinks at 24 times. Um and it don't even tip, but the wow. average Joe's they might ask you once, and they'll leave like twenty five dollar chip. Mm -hmm. um, so it's yeah, that was that was very interesting uh, for me. But well, I'm to, wondering too if sometimes people feel entitled. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm here, I'm spending my money. Come on, waitress, you know, keep yeah. filling up my cups. I mean, you know, you again, you just until you really talk to a person about why mm -hmm. you know you're going to walk away with your own assumptions so that's why it's better to ask and you know um, <laughs> and, i can see myself now asking it <laughs> why right. aren't you saying it before <laughs> you know what and give you an answer <laughs> that is you know or they would yeah sometimes you have to because you can't just generalize and assume um so uh, you're saying that no one you shouldn't that area, I think people do but no one in that area tipped above a dollar? It was like a dollar, two dollars. Oh, but it, wow. it, again, I think our biggest tips came from average Joe's. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, that, yeah, that was just interesting. I'm going I'm to ask them one day if I ever see them. <laughs> it's been for five years, so right. I'm sure I won't. But to close off this podcast, um, I'm going to break this rule 
down into three parts, which is yourself, God, and others. Can you give maybe one or two tips for somebody struggling with loving themselves? What would you tell them? The first thing I would want to know is in what areas are they struggling? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we all have strengths and we all have weaknesses. And to understand, you know, and help a person um, examine themselves is to determine, you know, what area are you really struggling in? It could be, you know, finances Mm -hmm. um, and meaning that they're working, you know, but they just never seem to have enough because they're giving, you know, um, you know, some people feel responsible to help their elderly parents if they're the oldest in the family to help their younger siblings, um, you know, and unfortunately, if they don't have it, they just don't have it. But, you know, some people guilt trip and that's when you have to say, okay, when you can't give, how does that make you feel and why? Mm-hmm. Um, and then work on those things until they're able to say, say no. You know, sometimes you, you just got to say no. I think um, a lot of people sometimes that grew up hearing that, you know, children honor your parents. Well, yes, when you become an adult, you respect them. That doesn't mean that you have to obey them. You're not a child anymore. So, you know, if an adult child parent is telling them, give me $20 and they don't have it, and you just don't have it. You say, no, it's not being disrespectful. You just don't have it uh, to give. So you just have to look at, um, it's hard to, you can't really generalize because again, people deal with their own strengths and, and weaknesses. Right. But it's really important um, that one, like I shared earlier, is that if we align our lives up to God's word and we know we're doing what he have uh, said for us to do and, and our identity is in Christ, then we're going to be okay. We, we will overcome these challenges and these areas of weaknesses. So what's a takeaway? It's like some just actionable tips and loving yourselves. What would you tell somebody who's struggling with loving themselves? I guess a quick tip yes, to start. Uh, find God. The, okay. to find God to develop that relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Understanding the love of God is so important. It's not a cliche that God is love, but really understanding what that really means. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a scripture that's so powerful. It says, you know, if you take yourself to hell you know the bible says bed in the bible if you you know um basically decide to go to hell god he loves us to be with us but he's not gonna be there mm-hmm. but you know that's just the love that he have for us um so i would say to anyone who's struggling to love themselves check out your relationship with christ mm-hmm. understanding the your identity in christ because that's how you're going to build strength. That's how you're going to, you know, find out who you really are. Um, it, it's just so important. And, of course, I'm coming from a Christian perspective. Um, but, it, you know, I would also say for those who are um, in abusive relationships, 
you know, examine why. Why do mm-hmm. you stay? Did you grow up seeing domestic violence in your home? You know, why do you think it's okay to um, allow someone to hurt you and to, or to beat you or to say negative things to you? Um, that's not loving yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, again, when God said you are fearfully and wonderfully made, um, it, it's just important. So uh, that would be my takeaway is to find Christ, to, to find out your identity in him and then live up to it. Mm, that's really good. Um, so that kind of goes with how to love God. You kind of touched that. So the last one is loving others. Because, you know, Girl Code is pretty much a movement to stand up against mm-hmm. female rivalry. So um, what's some actionable ways for people who don't really love others or um, they're having a hard time loving others? What can they do today to do a little bit more of that? hmm uh, well, the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And um, it's just so important that we understand exactly what that means. And you want to treat people, you know, um, the way you want to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's really the bottom line mm-hmm. is that you, you know, if you want kindness, if you want gentleness, if you want grace if you want patience you have to learn to give that to other people Mm -hmm. um because i do believe what you put out you know what you're going to reap what you sow so you whether you're sowing good and sometimes people focus on the bad things you know Mm -hmm. oh you sold this and you you know the bad you gossip and da 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 and it's going to come back yeah it's going to come back but if you sow good you're going to get that back too mm-hmm. and i always share with people you can plant a seed one seed but you're going to get a a, a, a bushel of flowers you're going to get mm-hmm. more than what you planted um so you know when i when you say you know how do you love others is think about how you treat yourself and how you want to be treated and it makes it will really make it easier Period, Pooh. Look at you. Good job, Mom. Well, thank you. Okay, so my last question is, what is your favorite girl code? My favorite girl code, there's so many. There's so many. um, But one always stand out to me, and that is, if you want friends, show yourself Friendly. friendly. You should um, always say that. <laughs> yes, yes. And um, I, I just think it's so important, especially in this 21st century um, in the world in which we are living mm-hmm. um, today. Uh, people are self-absorbed and they're selfish. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, then we have all this, the the electronic devices and it's just so easy to kind of get caught up in yourself and Mm -hmm. become anti-social but God did not create anyone to live here alone you Mm -hmm. know he want us to have a family he want us to have a support system um, and he want us to have friends Mm -hmm. but uh, you know you're not going to attract people to you if you mean ugly and rude you know um, if you're unfriendly so um, that's one of my favorite girl codes in, in a book is that if you want friends, show yourself friendly mm. and learn how to be a friend to others. You know, 
get off your phone, walk over, walk, walk across the hall, introduce yourself to the new staff person, mm-hmm. you know, go sit in the uh, cafeteria and uh, meet someone new, you know, don't be afraid to um, talk. I mean, you know, everybody's into the safety protocols and I get it, you mm-hmm. know, cause I try to be safe myself. Absolutely. You know, you have to use discernment as well. But um, God doesn't want anyone to feel like they on an island and um, and be by themselves. That's a dangerous place. Yeah, even he had 12 disciples. Exactly. And he was born into a family. He had 12 disciples. Mm-hmm. And he took a chance because he knew Judas was going to betray them. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it's, it's important to have your tribe, uh, your support system. Um, for me, I'm grateful that I have friends in my life that have been in my life for over 45 years um and it's it's just a blessing and you know they're my ride or die friends you know Mm -hmm. they're my they're they're my friends i can tell my secrets to there's Mm -hmm. those are my friends i could cry to but they're also my friends that i know got my back and support me um and you know that's important to me so yeah, yeah. i would tell anyone you know get you uh, some friends mm-hmm. you know get you some friends and um most importantly get some friends that have your back that's going to pray for you and with you that's going to lift you up that's going to encourage you that's going to be a blessing in mm-hmm. your life um if you don't have that in a person, then they're really not your friend. You really know? not your friend. Mm-mm. And mm-hmm. my mom is one of those moms, y'all, where, like, I bought somebody home or did something. My mom could tell. She's like, Chanel, that's such a friend. Period. <laughs> like, you, that discernment is so real. Um, and people think, like, for me, being popular wasn't that hard for me because, again, that rule is, like, something that I live by. Mm-hmm. Again, we are the code. But when you show yourself friendly, like, that's literally the easiest way. Like, a quick tip. Give somebody a compliment. That's a quick conversation starter. Exactly. Like, it's so easy. Um, So, yeah, if you are having a hard time being friendly, you have to take a look at yourself and see why. You know, if you are a natural mean girl, because people do try to brag about that, you have to see why. Why are you a mean girl? Why do you feel like you have to be on defense? Why are you easily offended? Why is it hard for you to be around other beautiful women with great personality? Like, try to do that self-reflection work mm-hmm. to really see why it's hard for you to either gain friends or be friendly to others. Because mm-hmm. God don't like ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good one. So thank you, Mom, for coming welcome. to this podcast. Me. Of course. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank I'm you. I'm so proud of you. Thank yes, you. I am. Thanks for And I'm proud me. of you for raising me. Oh, <laughs> that's precious. Thank you. But we will see you guys. I'm sure she'll be back. Um, I wanted her to really just take the floor because, like, I know I did my solo episodes. So I definitely wanted her to take the floor. So y'all could see a little bit of how I was raised and just the character of my mother. 
and I'm just again so thankful that you're my mom. Um, you did such a good job. Oh. And you definitely inspire majority of this girl code. So thank you for raising me up right and the way a child should go and everything else that the Bible says. <laughs> right. Right. To God be the glory. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll have like a parenting uh podcast or you know, just talk about that. Like how was that raising girls and things like that. So mm-hmm. y'all might see her back. We'll see. If she act right, she might come back. <laughs> But all right, guys, we will see you guys later. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. Thank you. See ya.